0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the 206.com podcast. This episode features a conversation I had during the Seattle International Film Festival with movie producer Olivia Loveridge. Her new movie, Here Comes Hell, is a horror comedy that's been playing festivals around the world and it's going to be returning home to the UK uh, coming up here in August and it's going to be featured in the 2019 Fright Fest Horror Film Festival. And, you know, coincidentally, 206.com will be covering Fright Fest this year. So watch for more info coming soon, both on the podcast and the website. Now, the movie itself, Here Comes Hell, is written and directed by Jack McHenry. It's scary, creepy, and it's just a whole lot of fun. It's kind of a throwback to 80s horror, like Sam Raimi type movies and stuff like that. So, you know, make sure to check out my review, which has been posted on 206.com. But, you know, while we're here, let's get right to the interview. Hi, this is Mark Morin with 206.com and I'm sitting with Olivia, one of the creators, producers I should say, of a film that uh, played at Seattle International Film Festival this last weekend as one of the midnight presentations called Here Comes Hell. Hi Olivia, how are Hello, you?
1: Hello, I'm very well. Yeah. Now,
0: this is your first time to Seattle, First right? time
1: in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. How's your
0: experience been?
1: It's been great. It's well exceeded my weather expectations. Right. But also... No, it's a really buzzy, buzzy place. So were you um,
0: expecting rain?
1: I was expecting <laughs> rain. I've been to the West Coast before. I was in, I went to San Francisco not that long oh, ago, wow. and okay. you know that's very. Uh, that wasn't what I was expect. You know, it's it's really um quite empty in the center. Right, Seattle's right. Like, um, I love how buzzy it is, you know, oh, in yeah. L- living in London, I get a bit freaked out if I go to a city <laughs> and it's not really, really busy. So yeah, that uh, makes
0: sense. So this is a little uh, more felt like home for you. Yeah, so
1: there's loads going on. And the festival's been amazing. Um, like, really welcoming, really cool programming. Like, I've yeah. just been so impressed by the films they've, about the variety of films they've programmed, and really nice atmosphere to meet other people Oh, as absolutely. Well. So, um, Oh, it's
0: been great. Awesome. Well, I was impressed with the film Here Comes Hell. It was great time watching it. So, just now you as a producer, you know, tell me a little bit about your role in, you know, the creation of the film and yeah. how hands-on were you and just give me a little background on your, your input to, to getting this film made.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very small team, really, who made it happen, but I guess Jack, the director, Jack McHenry. Mm. Um, is a very old friend of mine, and we started talking about uh, creating a film together, essentially, um, well, he sort of had this mad hat idea that he wanted to just make a feature film. Um, you know, early on, we were like, yeah, what if what if we just made a feature,
0: you know?
1: Um, rather than, I guess, doing the more traditional thing of maybe making short films and trying to get them into festivals, and then trying to, raise a kind of quite serious amount of money. We were like, no, let's do it in the way that he'd made short films before, like no budget um, shorts, in that process where you just, you know, you sort of think of of what you can use and what favors you can get and how, you know, basically how you can do things without having a lot of money behind you. Um, Because I think Jack wanted to, you know, he got a very clear, artistic vision I suppose and yeah. wanted to be able to present that without having to compromise it and I liked I like really respected that and then when him and Alice started working on the script I started reading that um, and you know we started thinking really how how little or how much money did we need to do it and we um, partially kickstarter funded it and then oh, nice. i um, pulled money together from a couple of other sources some grants and um, uh, that kind of thing so it was very yeah very hands-on right from the beginning and i guess quite improvisational in <laughs> some ways but then and then you know once we actually started moved into production mm-hmm. um yeah then it became no less hands-on it was right. really a
0: every job under the sun uh, you end up doing so the look and feel of the film it's in black and white it's set in the 1930s and it's very intentional that the how the film was made was also made with a lot of the techniques and Mm -hmm. technology of that era so talk about that a little bit of i know part of that was probably due to some of the budget that you had, and then some of it was creative choices. So just tell me about that a little bit.
1: Um, Yeah, again, I think both of the the styles that the film combines is the sort of the old fashioned 1930s inspired black and white um, with the sort of 1980s Sam Raimi horror Mm. in your face. (laughs) Um, And I guess both of those styles, you know, there are certain techniques that Lend themselves naturally to those. So I know Jack always wanted to use sort of um, rear projection, which you mm. see early on in the film, yeah. and on-screen practical effects, because you know that sort of ties in the aura and the comedy. There's there is a, a comedic element to the actual effects, right. um, and you know the look of it is. It's also a. Um, I know, Jack. Right. At the start, was thinking of it as being a sort of love letter to old-fashioned horror, True. but also a um, a sort of tribute to B-movie. You know, like he oh, loves yeah. he loves his B-movies. Right. So it was like, um, you know, you still want it to look like um, a B-movie horror, which you know uses those um, those quite. Yeah, I guess just. Specific um, kinds of effects and specific look that also, I guess part of it is making like a virtue out of necessity in terms of the budget restraints. It's like, yeah, we can't do a CGI, you know, (laughs) um, gateway to hell. Right. (laughs) So how do we do that? And, uh, yeah, and how do we make it essentially, you know, rather than it being like, oh, a compromise, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. We're doing a kind of crap version of what we want. It's like no, let's let's try and make it better because it's low budget, you know?
0: Yeah, and I don't think it would have felt right with lots of CGI yeah. and, you know, big dramatic effects and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, there's a few particular scenes that are, I won't really go into detail because yeah. people need to see them yeah, to get the, yeah. the full reaction, but they really work because you can tell that somebody just like took something from a garage and glued it onto something and said, okay, that's our special effect now. So, yeah. And then in our previous conversation, you had mentioned one one bit of an extreme thing in particular that was your your job. Uh, if you remember we're dealing with the worms.
1: Oh yeah, so tell me well, about that yeah, one. that's a good <laughs> indication of the fact that there were no, no there's no uh, glamorous producer <laughs> hands, you know. Um, yeah, there's one when hopefully people see the movie. Oh, there yeah. we needed some worms for something, and I think Jack had been going. We'd been going around looking for worms in pet stores or something, and none of them were quite right. And mm-hmm. then I was. Of God, I think weeding weed the garden one day, and I ended up, you know, two hours later, I had a bucket full of worms. And oh wow. They made so yeah. I should probably get, you know, if I wanted to give myself a, a credit uh, for <laughs> worm wrangling. There I you could, go.
0: Uh, yeah. So it sounds yeah. like Jack had a very specific vision, you know, hmm. top to bottom. Hmm. So you're saying that he he didn't like the look of some of the worms, and then <laughs> you happened to find just the right ones. Yeah. So did that carry through to the entire process to the final product? Was was it pretty true to what what everybody's vision was? Um,
1: yeah, I think yeah. I well, the nice thing, is, yeah, we're all we're so happy with how the film turned out. I mean, there's always that um, now that we're we've had it in front of a couple of audiences mm-hmm. um, then it just keeps on you know, that's that's the really exciting part because, you know, we were all really excited about it and um, thought that we, you know, pulled it off essentially yeah. but you always have that you know, when you're so deep in it you can't really see clearly right, anymore right. Um, so then to get it in front of an audience and, you know, have lots of um, people telling you that surprised how it's a really scary but also really funny and getting that audience laughter and all the reactions um, is yeah it's great
0: um, and from what i understand and just knowing movies and talking to different filmmakers combining comedy and horror is one of the hardest things to do so was there a lot of thought process in that like did the comedy come out of the the original script writing or how much of it was developed on set while you're filming?
1: Um, Yeah that's a good question I think a real mixture Um, I mean Jack and Alice who wrote it this no even the very first script draft I thought it was it's really you know the the humor is in the script Um, and then also you know we had Quite, once we, there are a couple of characters that I think Jack knew from the beginning who he wanted to play them. Mm. But then, um, you know, we were sort of looking for. There are some characters, you know, who are really who the, the um, sort of central comedic right, right. characters. And they. Uh, so, for example, Victor, in, mm. who plays the host in the film, yeah. he's actually I. Uh, Produced a comedy show he did um, at Edinburgh Festival a oh, few wow. years ago, um, and you know, so he's got the great comic mm-hmm. timing. And when we were shooting on set, you know, Jack was really open to the actors bringing their ideas into it as well, great. and um, and adding to it there. So you know, it's. Um, I mean, I think that those guys did a really great job on the script, but then oh, you, yeah. you know. Um, it's nice to see an added dimension when uh, when the cast are there, especially you know because it was like any low-budget shoot, you don't have a lot of time, right. so uh, you know the you know you can't kind of do infinite takes. But we right. had you know obviously there was yeah there were it was a good environment. Um, you know, I guess the past felt comfortable and, mm-hmm. you know, Jack wanted them to, yeah, wanted everyone, I guess, to bring their ideas to the table as well yeah. because he felt like everyone really got it. Like, we'd done a lot of, um, yeah, sort of sitting around, watching old. Uh, I think we've got the first screening, we got all the cast around and watched Fly Spirit together oh, wow. to sort of that, you know, get them on board with um, also that old-fashioned acting style that is right. much, much more affected and, um, you know, the, you know, everyone's quite poised and yeah. a bit more, at times, like, yeah, you know, it's just a very different style of acting. Oh, yeah.
0: That's um, one thing I noticed is it was very exaggerated, yeah. especially, like you said, Victor's character, because yeah, he was the, the source of a lot yeah. of comedy. so yeah. yeah, there was caricature there. Yeah. So is that something that, again, those actors, you all had in mind like these are the people that can do this for us
1: yeah exactly um, so we'd met it was Margaret Clooney mm-hmm. um, and Tom Bailey Jack had done films with them before so he had them very much in mind when he wrote those characters but mm-hmm. then the other three leads um, we passed yeah like I'd worked with one of them before mm-hmm. another um, Jess Weber, who's the um, lead
0: Right, right. Well,
1: she um, we knew her from a university play we uh, we'd seen, and then Tim Renouf, um, who plays Freddie, he was we'd never met him before, but he'd worked with Margaret. And when there was definitely when me and Jack met him, it was definitely like, oh, he's <laughs> he's Freddy, like you know, right, he, right. he got he got the idea straight away, yeah. the sort of sinister but funny, and you know the. <laughs> kind of terrible but also you know charming. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah now now they all seem very inseparable from their characters. Right, right. And then of course best of all there's Madame Belrose oh, um, who is actually she's Maureen Bennett is an actress but yeah, she's yeah. also Jack McHenry's mother.
0: Oh really? So we had oh, wow. this great
1: when she was on set there was the there was a lot of
0: also, and nice. I think
1: I think Jack really enjoyed directing her. I think uh,
0: <laughs> kind of turned the tables a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think <laughs> it worked. It
1: worked well. Nice. Uh, and then we have got yeah some great cameos in there too, which
0: is yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. There's uh, the guy in the train at the beginning. Yeah. Like I was wondering, is that somebody that?
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, Fright Fest. Audio- I was saying we premiered it at Fright Fest yeah, in yeah. Glasgow, um, and uh, Robert Llewellyn. Yeah, uh, is the guy on the train. Okay. And um, he's very. He's got quite a cult following for his role in this show Red Bull Oh, in the yeah. Okay, yeah. which so there were. <laughs> when uh, when we played it at Fright Fest, there were a lot of. Oh my god, this is a horror movie with Robert <laughs> Llewellyn in. Um,
0: so a media okay, there, street cred right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and, yeah. And then Nick the plays. And then Jasper Britton, who, yeah, these, these great actors who, you know, they had amazing careers and they really kindly, you know, again, they got on board with the idea nice. um, and that was just sort of, you know, approaching, approaching them and trying to get them on board with our little film and, uh, great. yeah.
0: Well that really speaks a lot about the film, that Mm. they would come on board and be be willing to to be a part of it, you know, there's just some, me watching the final product, I'm like yeah, this is, to me this is really fun and and something special and different and unique, but from that original creative process that had to be the same feeling coming from the script as well, because you bought into it, the cast bought into it, everybody seemed to buy in and really go all all out to make it the best it could be. Yeah,
1: no, no, that's, that was really important and it wouldn't have happened because I think with this kind of film with a genre mm-hmm. um, movie that hopefully is unique it it wouldn't work at all if it didn't feel like we'd gone all the way right. you know if it had sort of yeah I guess not followed not followed through with the with the going really scary <laughs> and with the humor you know it's, right, uh, right. it's got to be
0: no, I'm, glad to, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned Sam Raimi because I actually didn't think about that until you just mentioned his name but yeah the the practical effects and all yeah. of that is very much uh, kind of a honoring his yeah. his traditional style so yeah that was interesting
1: yeah and again I mean Jack is a real um, horror movie or, or just movie mm-hmm. encyclopedia oh, you wow. know he's a um, he really really loves and knows mm-hmm. movies I'm
0: so he probably drew a lot of inspiration yeah, from yeah. everything he's, just he's got, seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think yeah, he finds inspiration everywhere. So um, yeah, and then then in terms of other important elements, I think well, just in terms of what people have commented on the mm. music and how well that ties into the the vision, like uh, all sort of goes alongside it. We. We're very lucky in that respect, and that another of my very old friends and old friend of Jack's is a great composer and oh, wow. did all the sound and music for the film, so... so it's
0: quite the friends and family oh, yeah, cooperation. Tot- yeah, totally. I sort of, <laughs>
1: of joked after it that I could never ask anyone for anything ever again.
0: <laughs> all the favors um, have been pulled.
1: Yeah, well, I think I said that after we'd done our sort of cast and crew and Supporters screening, and then they were like, "No, we loved it." So I think you can. <laughs> oh,
0: okay,
1: well that's
0: yeah. That's good news. Can't ask for more than that. So you've mentioned a couple times, you know, premiering at Fright Fest and being here in in Seattle. So, you know, the general impression I'm getting is that it's been a pretty positive vibe. Like, is there specific things that people are saying about the film, or what's the reaction that you're getting?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the the great reaction and why we why I initially got on board with it is that we wanted to show what we could do for a low budget mm-hmm. and therefore that with a bigger budget you know we could you know make even better films. Right, right. So and so far you know people have been really impressed by Jack as a first time director and excited to see what he does next, and what him and Alice do next as a writing team, and then, um, and also as our so our company is called Trash House, and yeah, yeah. um, again, that sort of illustrates maybe the kind of movies we want to make <laughs> right. it is you know genre and fun, and
0: yeah, and for a everybody bit listening or reading, side. that's trashhousefilms.com, so yes, so go check that out, <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: please do, and yeah, we've got. Yeah, basically people are interested in what we're going to do next and the film will be coming out online later in the year. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's all very positive.
0: So you have an actual online release? Yes. That everything's set to yes. go? Yes, release
1: oh. date TBC.
0: Oh, gotcha. But um, <laughs> it
1: will be UK and US.
0: Nice, nice. Um, now you're also doing more festivals, right? Yes. Now I, I saw, or you had mentioned that Australia is Australia, just happened or is happening
1: we it's currently happening we had one screening at Sydney Film Festival um, on Saturday mm-hmm. and the second screening at Sydney is tomorrow the oh, wow. 11th um, and again Sydney's a really amazing festival and so far the reception from there has been been really good as well um, nice. You know they have this cool horror strand called Freak Me Out. Okay. So um, uh, yes, alongside some really interesting films. So nice. um, yeah, it feels like a nice world and scene to be part of. You know, oh, you, know yeah. you know, with these other with other other horror movies and right, right.
0: Uh,
1: other independent films. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I can tell you that here in Seattle, we were really happy to see a film like this because you know the the. Seattle Film Festival has such a wide, diverse, you know, programming from everywhere across the world. It's, yeah. You know, I, I really love the horror genre, so I was excited to see this one. And it, it definitely met, uh, you know, I didn't really have expectations, but it was yeah. definitely a satisfying for what I was hoping it was going to be. So, oh, so yeah, yeah. Now, is there anything else that you would like to say to an audience? That, like, I hope you get this out of my movie. Any final thoughts um, about something like that?
1: I guess the idea that it is possible to go and make a movie if you really want to, (laughs) and, yeah. yeah. Um, Because, you know, as much as there's a lot to be said for, I guess, following the more traditional Mm -hmm. route, um, I, you know, sometimes if you, I I feel like if we hadn't almost made the movie exactly as we did, it Mm -hmm. wouldn't have happened. You know, there were times where, you know, if I, done it more slowly and if I'd always known where all the money was going to come from uh, <laughs> it would have been much less stressful but um, yeah then I think actually you know it's very easy to put hurdles in your way if, and um, we just wanted to go for it and see if we could do it so um, yeah I think that's, yeah, that's what we're also quite proud of i
0: suppose oh yeah so just get out there and create yeah. what you're saying yeah awesome well cool. well thank you very much for sitting with me for a few moments i know you've got a, a busy schedule while you're here so yeah, yeah enjoy the rest of your time in seattle thank and that uh, yeah well hopefully we'll see you back here again someday
1: absolutely yeah, thank you thanks
0: There it is, you guys. Thanks for listening to the interview and thank you to Olivia Leverage for bringing her film to Seattle, Here Comes Hell, and also for uh, sitting down to talk to me for a little while about the movie. Had a lot of fun talking to her. Had a lot of fun watching the movie. You know, It's going to be playing at film festivals and then eventually Olivia was talking about the uh, on-demand release coming this fall, so stay tuned for that. You know, I'm hoping it plays here again in Seattle in the theaters so everybody can check it out with an audience, but If not, watch for that on-demand release. Again, that's Here Comes Hell. So stay tuned for that. And this is the end of episode three of the 206.com podcast. Thank you again for listening. And as far as episode four, that's going to be released on Monday, August 5th. So stay tuned for that. Now, right now, I'm not quite sure exactly what that episode is going to involve. I'm working on a few different things. There's a lot of stuff that's been happening right now. A lot of film festivals going on. We had San Diego Comic-Con that just happened marvel just put out a whole bunch of news about all of their films coming out over the next few years had the uh, local uh, pacific northwest mouse meet disney fan event is coming up here real soon so that may be talking about that again so you never know what's going to happen so stay tuned and thank you for listening and thank you for reading on the website 206.com and i'll talk to you again soon this is mark morin with the 206.com podcast